too hardcore, dude. That's he's got to fill. He's got to fill four hours, bro. <laughs> the history, the history <laughs> on hardcore history is just too hard. Do you guys listen to Joe Rogan every day? No, so I only got, listen to one podcast. Lose content. Yeah. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. Let's face it. This is not the worst thing you've come to. Great. Let it lie. That's my policy. Bye. Doc, you don't just walk into a store and, and buy plutonium. I'm sorry, Dave. It's an animal thing. Ma'am, I'm sorry to have to tell you your son is watching check. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight from across the internet airwaves, across the broadband, across the universe, we have the head honcho of hot takes, the poobah of podcasting. (laughs) He's in a skeleton costume chasing the karate kid around the gym. It's Sean (laughs) Mackey. Yes. That's a good one, dude. Might be your best yet. Sean, welcome back to the show. That was a that was a reference to our feature film of the week. In case you didn't tip your hat, didn't get it. I didn't get it, so I'll have to from, explain that later. That was a line from from the Winklevi. I love that. <laughs> the Winklevi. Also joining us on the other side of the microphone, we have the chief of chill situations, the minister of mic'd up mumbling. He doesn't know how to change his relationship <laughs> status on Facebook. Rudy Rudolph. What's up? Dog, I uh, want to delete my Facebook because I got a text from my older cousin, shout out Brian, about... Shout out Brian. Uh, he's like, oh, dude, you were uh, away on vacation in California. Nice. And I was like, what? Like, how did you know? I didn't... I was trying to keep <laughs> it on the DL because, you know, it's a little bit of a the coronation. Cuomo. He's quarantined. And it was posted on posted on Facebook. I was tagged in it. I've, I haven't logged into Facebook in like four years probably. So, how do they creepy, know you shared creepy. something on? Yeah, I didn't share anything. Someone, Ashley must have tagged me, or somebody tagged oh, me. Oh, dude! So it's that ghost, ghost man. It's that ghost tag. He's, he's watching everybody. <laughs> ghost, tag. ghost tag. I'm the famous on tag. TikTok. So, do they have ghost tagging on TikTok? No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't. I don't know TikTok. No one believes you, Sean. We all believe you're a famous <laughs> TikToker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those of us who have seen your dance moves know you have what it takes to be famous on TikTok. Yeah, I'm trying to take Charlie to a Char- showdown. Charlie. You hear about their gigantic mansion that they have that they just go and TikTok in? How, how do they make money? It's Charlie. Dude, I can't wait till the whole thing gets shut down because the Chinese are using it to steal all our Ponzi information. Scheme. Who's Charlie? She's the most famous TikToker, dude. Come on, man. You got to keep <laughs> up with the times. Where are, you, where are you at? Not on TikTok, clearly. Not on TikTok. Clearly. What does she do? She does like dances. Yeah, yeah she, she just dances. does dumb dances. Yeah. Somehow they like make money. I think old. it's I think the Chinese pay them. <laughs> not really all that Apple money. Not really into watching minors dance on the internet. Word. <laughs> Word. <laughs> just clarifying that yeah. for the listeners. Yeah, I still haven't downloaded it, so I don't really know what's going on either. <laughs> Let's let's get this uh let's get this podcast rolling. Let's get this show on the road. We got a, a stack, an absolutely stacked show mm. lined up for the for the listeners. Just massive pieces of content after massive pieces of content just lined up in a row. Starting out with our favorite now recurring segment 
It's called Tenet has been rescheduled once again. <laughs> what is back. happening with Terry Lee's date? Uh, <sighs> what's the new date, Elijah? Nobody knows. <laughs> That's Rudy's favorite word. Indefinitely. Indefinitely. Yeah. I always took indefinitely to mean it's never coming out. <laughs> like <laughs> It's definitely never coming out. They should just say, yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, they're scrapping it. I wonder if it's like when I, I wonder if it's like when I was in science class in eighth grade and like I had a presentation and I was like, I kept pushing it back or, you know, I'd play sick one day and, you know, I'd push it back or I'd skip class or someone would pull the fire alarm and like, it's just a matter of me not having done the project and trying to get out of the presentation. Maybe Chris Nolan put together a sweet trailer (laughs) and nothing's actually filmed. And he's oh, like, crap, oh, guys. crap. We've got to finish this movie. Oh, no. Rudy's referring, the of course, to the, the Rotten Tomatoes tweet from the, two days ago. It says, uh, Christopher Nolan's hashtag Tenet will no longer release August 12th and has been delayed, quote, indefinitely. Mm. There were um, some additional reports saying that a new release date announcement was imminent, so... I guess we'll see if that actually comes to fruition or not. But for now, we're just hanging in the breeze, you know, left to speculate what's going to happen. I I uh, dropped a theory in the group chat. Um, we know uh, Christopher Nolan was vying for that uh, symmetrical release date. So little <laughs> tip to all the loose concept listeners out there. You heard it here first. New release date. Keep your eyes on December 22nd, 2021. So the date will be 12 slash 22 slash 21 would be forwards, backwards. Palindrome. Just saying. Just saying. Bro. Think about or, it. Or symmetrical. Christopher Nolan, we know you're a listener. <laughs> if you're looking for a new date, that's the one for you. Yeah. Or if you'd like to release the new date on Loose Concept, feel free. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be Let waiting. Us Let us know. We'll be I ready. Can, I can't wait till 2021. Yeah, it's too long, dude. I mean, I could wait. If I like knew, like by delaying it that long, it wasn't gonna push back Dune. Man, I'm really starting <laughs> to sweat just gonna about say, the Dune release date. What are you date. thinking about Dune? Do I have another five months to read the book? Or <laughs> I think he, I think he might. I think he might. I to be honest with you, I think we're looking at uh, Tenet pushed back to Christmas, and then Dune pushed to summer next year. Oh wow. Which is gonna well, suck. But it'll be my beach read next year. Dude, do it this year. Beach read this year. Regular well, read this I year. I wanted to read read it really close to the to the oh, movie. That's probably the move. That's probably the move. So I'm not in anticipation like you are for a year. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe next week on next week's show we'll have an official release date and we'll actually be able to uh look forward to tenant again. But for now oh. we're just floating, drifting. On a sea of yeah. uncertainty. Just in the cloud. Word. What are you gonna do? Um, you know when Rudy says when Rudy says word, the segment's done. Yeah. I'm trying to get to the next segment. Can we go to damage control? Because I have a little <laughs> Ooh, slice. Ooh. I have a, I have a damage control as well. So go ahead, All take right. it away. I'll go first. Last week talking about Ford vs. Ferrari, a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. I had mentioned that I was not a fan of the CGI effects of the cars and you both were a little bit flabbergasted saying yes. we didn't see any CGI to say the and mid pod. I looked up CGI <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. And the first thing that came up is Ford versus Ferrari used no CGI. <laughs> so, but I knew in my heart, it didn't look 
completely real. So I did a lot of research. I watched a couple a of videos. I watched dive. one in particular with the guy who filmed the movie. Okay, get to, get a load of this name. It's Faden Papa Michael. Okay, I don't know what Faden Papa Michael. I don't know where the he's legend. from. Faden Papa but Michael. But he's he was a legend, and he was talking about a lot of the shooting techniques they used, including getting a abandoned factory in L.A. to shoot the scene where Henry Ford II is announcing that they're you know getting run over by Chevy and everything, and uh, how they shot that scene it was really interesting yeah after all my digging i can't come to find out that i'm half wrong and half right this all the all the race scenes were you they were real cars that were used um in some instances they had like these dollies that they would attach to the car and have someone drive the car around but um they did what they did was they had some they would have to shoot the race scene and then they would speed up the cars to make them look like they were going faster than they are and i think that artificial speeding up of the cars is what causes it to look a little bit funny if you're watching some of the race scenes of le mans but other than that you know that sucks i had to me like that movie less well i was nitpicking and it's really it's not it's like not a big deal because there were just a few scenes they used the real cars they used these really incredible sets and they used very minimal cgi but i just had to you know i was wrong and right so there's my damage control Word. Gotcha. <laughs> I just want to give want to give a give, blood you that research project. I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Uncle Christian commenting on the gram. He too agreed. Ford versus Ferrari, not a top twenty movie. Wow! So, wow! Shouts to shouts to Uncle Christian. Thanks for joining the team. The Ford Dude, Ford versus Ferrari is not a top twenty movie team. Rudy, get him back in your court. Oh, true, yeah, I gotta call him. <laughs> gotta call him. Gotta call him. My damage control wow. has to do with. Uh, Sean and I's pronunciation of the state of Oregon. Actually, it was more than <laughs> just my pronunciation. I didn't misspell, mispronounce it. No, yeah, Sean pronounced it correctly. I mispronounced it. It's Oregon, not Oregon. However, yeah, it's not or- let, me it explain like my, let me explain myself. I, in the context I was reading it, when I saw the word, it was next to the word trail. And everyone, anyone who's ever played that PC video game from back in like 1994, Seven is familiar with the game The Oregon Trail. If you pronounced it incorrectly, <laughs> if you pronounced it, no one was no one around there was playing the Oregon Trail video game. Everyone was the playing Oregon the Oregon Trail. Trail. So when I see it next to the word trail, that. I can see that. When I see it next to the word trail, I always pronounce it incorrectly. So. Now that is a video game. Yeah, dog. This this damage classic. control has been brought to you by two people who don't really want to admit they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Michael Kane never Batman Jeff. Michael Kane. <laughs> never, never. Let's transition into a brand new segment. A segment that was suggested via text message. Via the uh the the loose concept uh telegraph system. I don't know what we're calling this. Everybody has a mailbag. I say we can't do we can't do a mailbag. We need something different. We need a uh, I don't know. I like Telegraph, the Pony Express. <laughs> Ooh, yes, the loose concept Pony Express. <laughs> there we go. I get. I, I just thought of three ta- new T-shirts it, we could make. It, take, it takes a whole week for it to get get here. That's that's why. Yeah. Bring it up. This message <laughs> came from from a listener in Canada. Wow. The question is, is every guest invited to join or visited by a host in person? Is there some kind of hierarchy to determine which guests receive such treatment? 
not asking for any reason in particular, just curious. Well, I if think the we border are, gets open, then we can. Yeah, legal restrictions. Legal restrictions. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to to uh, dis, um, uh, we need Get to us a meeting with Trudeau. I think we need to confront this narrative head on. Um, we do not have any preferences towards any of our guests, except we do prefer the ones Ouch, that we man. visit in person. Oh. So. Dude, I don't that, think that's the vibe we're trying to send. In, in <laughs> that's just the truth. Shouts to the, uh, the thanks for writing into the loose concept. Yeah. Thank you, anonymous. So, if you have any questions that you'd like to <laughs> ask live on the pod, send them to looseconceptpod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's looseconceptpod at gmail.com. It's a real email address. It's a real live email address that we will start to check now that we know that people want to communicate. communicate Gets delivered on the back of a pony through an iPad. So yes, yes, it gets sent to the the pony station iPad, and then they write it out by hand and give it to the express rider, and he rides it to Google, and then Google sends it to our Gmail account. Mm -hmm. Very expensive. Out there in Mountain View, California. (laughs) It's expensive, but it's worth it. You know, when you want something done right, when you want to make sure those emails get delivered, you got to pony up, right? Ah, I like that, Rudy. You got to pony up for for pony up for the the high end messaging system. No, um, I feel bad now. I'm like starting to regret saying what I said. That's not really true. It's really just like whoever is convenient to visit in person. Like we had to uh, reschedule, re- do some. Uh, some schedule shuffling to get Greg on in person with Rudy. Um, and then Nick and Micah and Levi, who all came on in person, they were uh, local to me. So I could travel to visit them and just, you know, drive over there for an evening. So we need to get a P.O. box too. some fan mail. So that the Pony Express rider has somewhere to put the, yeah. the letters other than just taking them to Google. Might word. be more efficient. <laughs> Segment's over. Everybody <laughs> just said word. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Put a bow in it. Sean, how's your plant doing? <laughs> My plant? Yeah. yeah. Famous, famous plant. How's it doing? Um, did did that California well, yeah. sunrise help it grow? Yeah, it did. You know, <laughs> you know, it's been uh it's been uh sunbathing outside. Getting a little bit more I mean, sun. I got a got a new startup idea. It's called a plant stream. And what I do is I set up webcams in California, just looking directly at the sun. And then you just put your computer, your plant in front of the computer, open up the webcam, and it sends the California sun directly to your plant through the webcam. You guys in or out? I'm going to go make my own company, and it's going to be a better place to raise plants than even California because it's too dry. It's going to be... The Amazon rainforest. I'm gonna call it Amazon.com, and you're gonna go, and you're gonna. It's gonna be that. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, Amazon.com. I wish I had thought of that. <clears throat> like the Winklevoss. I'm Zuck. Winklevoss. You're, you're Zuck. Well, I think that brings us nicely to our feature feature film of the week. Just talking about some startups that we want to start up. Sean, do you have any startups in mind? Yes, I, I will disclose at my um, pitch deck meeting. You guys want to join my Google Hangout sesh later? Oh, word, 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 definitely. Sign me up. Sign me up. Hit up, hit up the the comments to get the newsletter. 
premium <laughs> premium members only. I've been looking to try to become an angel investor. <laughs> Should we like do some segment where it's like, what did you watch on Netflix this week or something? Um, well, do we want to do the quarantine streams? Are we talking quarantine streams? Is that the move here? Yeah, let's do quarantine streams. All right, new segment. Watch two new segments. Two new segments, one episode, same great episode, brand new segments. This segment is called Quarren Streams. Stream, stream, stream. And if you heard that somewhere else, that's only because they heard that we were going to do it and we initially brought them on as a programmer and then they stole our idea for their own Quarren Stream segment. It was on our whiteboard. Yes, this was a loose concept concept and to begin with, so and we got tired of people using our ideas, so we just launched it. Mm-hmm. We're just going for it, and we're, we've let, sent them a cease and desist letter. And we now also God, sell what cryptocurrency. Have, what have we been... <laughs> you can always count on Sean to just <laughs> give me a line that's just totally off the rails of where I was trying to head. It's great. <laughs> um. All right, quarantine streams. We're just talking what we watch in quarantine. What have you guys been watching, Rudy? Are you still on Bosch? Are you rewatch no. on the Bosch rewatch yet? Not yet. I oh watched all of it, gosh. cover to cover. Need some more content. Titus Welliver, come on. Um, I've been watching, as a matter of fact, Ozark, mm. the critically acclaimed money laundering Mexican drug card telling. Jason, Jason Bateman, Bateman vehicle. vehicle. Oh. <laughs> Jason Bateman vehicle. Um, Got that loose concept connection. Yeah, dog. And it's it's rad, man. I, I, I downloaded like six episodes to watch on the plane. Ooh. And it is dark and it's freaky, but yeah. Jason Bateman is like, it's some of the best acting I've ever seen in a TV show. He is like so believable. He is so uh, complex and the whole family is just twisted, and it's just got, it takes interesting turns. It gets a little bit slow at certain points, but it really, you know, surprises you. And it deserves all the credit it could get. Not overhyped, in my opinion. Word. Ozarks. Ozark? Single Ozark. Ozark? Yep. Singular Ozark. Sing- single Ozark. Sean, what have you been streaming? In the corn streams. In the corn streams? Um... Actually, trying to think. <laughs> Dog, this segment was your idea. Sean brings this segment to us. <laughs> Sean brings us a segment. And then I, just pl- I just, I just blanked. <laughs> oh, dude, I've been reading a lot. No, nah, you know. What did I just watch? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So, started Narcos Mexico. Whoa. Is that a new season? Uh, no, just I've never seen it. Wait, it's the off, is Narcos it's the Mexico different? off Narcos. Oh, wow. So, it's a brand new series about um, all the guys. Same Pablo? Um, there's, you know, I don't want to give anything away. There's some big players at work. But yeah, it was Ooh. good. It's you'd really have to dial into the closed captions because it's all in Spanish, Ooh. pretty much. Ooh. Um, Yikes! It's got Michael Pena. Um, Ooh, he's it's solid. It's got Pedro uh, Pascal. It does not have Pedro. Oh what? He got left out. I would check it out. 
Also have been watching um, It's Supper Time with Maddie Matheson. Oh, love It's an online him. series that you can check out some episodes for free on YouTube. Um, but he's just a fun character. He's a chef. Um, he's crazy. He has way too much fun with food. Um, and it's a good watch. He also has two new cookbooks coming out. Um, you guys should check it out. Also a podcast. Can't recommend the podcast because you should be listening to Loose Concept all yes. the time. Only but listen to one podcast. It's a pretty fun guy. So, Narcos Mexico and It's Supper Time. The Corn Stream. Mm, in the Corn Streams. My Corn Streams, I really only got time to watch one show a week, but it's the most important show that's airing on television now. It's on the Paramount Network. That's right. We're talking... Yellowstone. Ooh, I forgot about Yellowstone. Other jackets. Dude. It's all just jackets and cowboys and, and dirt. Kevin Costner. And mountains and landscapes. bombs. Just land. It's great. Just Kevin Costner. land. The cost. He's just hanging out in sweet jackets, looking fresh, looking fly, putting the moves on the governor of Montana, Ooh. talking to a wolf. It's awesome. It's great. What's not to love? With the jacket. Wow. Got to check. It's for it out. everybody, really. It's for the family. Soundtrack rules. It's definitely not for the family, but you're actually just if you if you wish you lived in Montana, but you're actually just a poser graphic designer who is working in a basement on a, a Mac computer instead of out on the range with the little dogies, <laughs> then the this dogies. show is for you. Dogies. So Yellowstone Paramount Network. Word. I think my finest moment of editing was the last episode when I edited me singing See You Again with the clip of See You Again playing in the background. <laughs> yes. And I was like amazed at myself because I actually sang when I was just singing it on the pod, just pure improvising off the dome. I sang it on key. And I was like, this is probably not going to work. But I dropped the clip in of the song to see like, oh, I'll just play it in the How background. If I'm off key, it'll be funny. And it was like perfectly on key. So shouts wow, to myself. Dude. For shout out. That one. Love the self Well, that's enough talk about me. That was our segment called Shout Out Ourselves. <laughs> yeah, if you want to give any other self shout outs, now's the time. No, only me. Okay, word. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave it to you this week. All right. Well, let's uh, let's pivot into the meat and the potatoes of the podcast. Now that we're forty minutes in. It's time to start talking about the feature film of the week. Who wants to do the announcement honors? I will. The Social Network. Uh, I think I've come up with something. That looks good. That looks really good. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that? I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. I'm living in a 21st century. Site got 2,200 hits within two hours. 22,000. Wow. We don't know what it can be. We don't know what it will be. We know that it is cool. This is our thing. Yeah, groupies. This is our time. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? You? A billion dollars. We don't need him. You're going to get left behind. It's moving faster what than any of us have get left behind. You're being accused of breaching security, violating individual privacy. Your best friend is suing you for $600 million. I didn't know that. Tell me more.
El Network Social. That's the Spanish translation. Nice. If you're if you're watching it in Narcos Mexico <laughs> timeline, it is good to watch this movie with uh, captions. Captions. Yeah, I did too. But you know what? Yeah. My captions. You watch on Netflix. My captions didn't pick up all the right words. It was like uh, it like skipped yeah. a bunch. I think it was because Zuckerberg's like Eisenberg st- talked so fast. Sometimes I notice that in movies where like the things that they're saying are different yeah. than the lines that are on the subtitles. I wonder if that's like where they go off script or something, where it's like improvised lines, and they're just like, "Oh, that's yeah, a good I don't know what take. they submit we'll to the closed caption. Oh, Somebody maybe yeah. tell us about that. We should know. Yeah, we should know. Someone we have a movie podcast. Knows. I always <laughs> thought it was just a person that would like actually type it up, but maybe it's someone who's it's not official. not illiterate about the movie production business. Please reach out to us at looseconceptpod <laughs> yeah. at gmail Please. It was funny because I was you. watching that that video production movie, and like I understood maybe a tenth of what the guy was talking about. With like, you saw all these camera angles and like camera types and. Lighting. We're, perf- we're perfectly qualified <laughs> to have a movie podcast. Yeah. It's a shot on film. All right. Social network. L Network Social. Sean, you were the one that initially suggested bringing this movie onto the into the loose concept universe, the conceptiverse, and breaking it down. So we're going to actually let you lead off yes. hit this episode. Sorry, Rudy. You've been pushed back in the batting order. I have- Sean? Keep it tactical. I have one word. What's the best thing about word. this movie? Dialogue. Dialogue. A Sorkin script. It's one. It's, it's something mm. to be studied. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think his. That was that was mine as well. Yeah, it's just so Same intriguing. Um, just his yeah. wordplay. The lines like are very snappy. The mm. comebacks very. Yeah, witty. It, it follows yeah. like natural language. I feel like it's it really feels like you are listening to a conversation that really happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm six two, two hundred twenty pounds, and there's two of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think he's. That might be my that. Oh, go ahead, Sean. No, you can go. That might be my my backup best thing about the movie. It's just Army Hammer just going hamming it up Winkle, with himself. Love a Hammy Hammer <laughs> performance. It's great. There's two of me. Yeah, as himself. Rudy, so since Sean and I agree on the Sorkin script writing being the main draw of the, the movie, what what do you have ticked off there in the best of column? Yeah, I have uh, the main player, Jesse Eisenberg, playing Mark Zuckerberg. I thought he was the best part just because... Eisenberg. He, Mark Zuckerberg is like possibly one of the weirdest dudes on the planet. Yes. I don't know if you guys watched the con- the congressional hearing with him, where his eyes were like bugging out of his head and he's drinking water. The congressional like, hearing. You also need to watch the weirdest, the weirdest barbecue. Yeah, smoking the meats. Like, just smoking, smoking the, the meats. meats. That's just this baby week, race. it was perfect. It was actually perfect timing because just this week, he uh, that photo came out of him paddle boarding in oh Hawaii gosh, or something. White face. Yeah. And he is just an absolutely <laughs> psychopath amount of <laughs> sunscreen on his face. His entire face is just white. Like like the eyebrows, the eyelids. Yeah. They said that's good for the animals. Some guy came to his defense, but I just think he he's a weirdo. But Eisenberg Eisenberg like crushes ghost. it. And it was interesting. I was reading about it and Eisenberg actually has O C D in real life. And he had a hard time with this role a little bit because he was trying to basically bring back the OCD in his acting, but it's something he's like suppressed his whole life. So it was like, 
but it's just you know i think zuckerberg's a hard character to play because first of all because he's alive so it's like yeah you know it's kind of hard to to try and be true to form but i thought he did a fantastic job i so i'm a little confused because i thought a few weeks back when we were talking about doing this movie in the first place you were like all the way out on jesse eisenberg as an actor Bro. Period. Bro. Why the turnaround? I was. I think I realized when I sat down to watch it, I forgot that this movie came out in 2010. I think I watched this movie in probably 2011 or 2012 when I was much younger. So I think, I don't know if it's just I have a different eye for it now, but, you know. He's grown on you. And and I actually think in the beginning, like, I was expecting Zuckerberg, I was expecting Eisenberg to be so robotic and weird, like like Zuckerberg, and he wasn't quite there, and I was like, ah. But then by the end of the movie, I was totally in, bought in. I thought he did like a really good job and yeah. was super robotic and emotionless and just, yeah. you know, yeah. weird. Well, let's hit the flip side then. So if it wasn't Jesse Eisenberg as the worst part of the movie for you, what was the worst? Uh, this was hard because I thought it was, I, you know, I came around and thought it was a good movie. But the worst part to me was just like Harvard. <laughs> the whole like institution. Everything about Harvard. The, the fact that like <laughs> it exists. these freaking nerds. These nerds are running around, and I was, like, looking up all the characters and where they are today, because they're all real people. They're all freaking billionaires and CEOs, and, you know, it just bothers me. And they have these weird clubs and these societies, and it just just pissed me off. And it made me happy to think that the students at Harvard aren't going back to campus this semester and have to pay the $50,000 a year (laughs) in tuition still. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if they're like their special clubs are having like Zoom meetings now. If they're gonna do like Zoom hazing, like how are they gonna haze the the new recruits? We need to get that Phoenix. Code. I don't know, but Porcillian, yeah, just a bunch of baloney men. Porcillians, the Porcillians. Sean, what was the worst part of it for you? I think the worst part is um, Mark's character arc, um, just as a person. Like he doesn't. And it kind of follows who he is. He didn't really ever grow. He he wanted. He was striving to define himself, and um, never really did. I mean, he still at the end built this big um, tech company, but really just wanted a relationship and um, wanted to be mm. known and heard. Wanted to be cool. Yeah, well, he, you know, he was constantly striving for that exclusivity that um, the Winklevi also were. Um, trying to cultivate um and i think it was sad to see at the end it was sort of like you know normally i look for and enjoy when you see a good character arc of somebody growing so it's the one thing which you know doesn't take a hit out the movie but just um it's hard you know towards the end you think oh something's good something good is going to happen with this and then he just keeps refreshing that page looking for acceptance he has no friends yeah, he yeah. has no friends, and he has money, but that's the one thing that he didn't care about. So I wonder, like, how the real Zuckerberg feels about this movie, because it's like... So, well, that that kind of ties into what my worst worst aspect of the movie was for me, and that was, like, apparently, if you do your research, how much liberty they took with the facts of it all, yeah. because this is, like, very far from, I think, what actually happened in a lot of senses, and I think... Even, like, from my uh, own personal uh, observation of, I mean, obviously not, like, in-person observation, but from my own understanding of and listening to the words that Zuckerberg says, I think 
it sort of got his motivations a little wrong. And so I think you have to sort of uh, alienate the Zuckerberg in the movie from the Zuckerberg in real life because I think they almost had like two different goals. And I think like the Zuckerberg in the movie, his goal was that like acceptance into like some, you know, the cool people or some acceptance by that girl or his drive was to have like groupies or whatever. And like, but I think in real life, Zuckerberg's whole goal is to just build and build and build and see how big something can get. I think you look at a lot of these computer engineer guys, it's like they're just into like building things and making things and seeing like, oh, well, if I can do this, well, what if I can do this? And how about, well, maybe if I can do that, now I can do this. And it's like, I think that is more in line with what his philosophy is than like just notoriety or like acceptance by people. So I think like motivationally the two the real life version and then the fake version there just seems to be a little bit of a dichotomy between the two which is frustrating because i feel like it would have been a good movie with the real life zuckerberg motive oh, exactly you know? exactly and they could have done a different spin on it where he's coming from you know lowly means to did you read an article or something yeah. about that that's Richest guy. not how he actually is yeah there's a bunch of different uh i mean if you just look up like the social network facts or some facts or fiction or something like that. There's a, there'll be a couple different articles that show up. The one I was going off of was one on wired and sort of the different, um, inaccuracies in the movie. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, but at the end of the, the, the day, depending on how you interpret Zuckerberg, the human kind of impacts how much you think this movie mimics reality or not. I just always perceived him as being someone who is like, solely zoned in on you know facebook and this is my thing i just want to see how huge i can make this thing rather than like outward approval or outward acceptance he just seems he seems to me to be a guy who's like just totally 100 percent in his own world doing his like his own thing and like <laughs> it's just purely for i mean if there's one thing that's admirable about him he's not it seems to me he's not doing things to impress people he's just doing it for his own you know i don't know Legacy, or, yeah, let maybe his legacy or his, uh, I don't know, just his own entertainment, almost, you know. So I mean, that's just my understanding of it. So that yeah, was like I think it, it had the a worst little, aspect of it to me. There, there's a little part where he's in the Priscillian bike room, um, talking to the Winklevi, and um, he says, you know, he built that MP3 like uh, mm. App, yeah, and he just uploaded it instead of selling it because he didn't really want money. He just wanted like yeah, exactly you know, to do it and to not be controlled by anybody. Yeah, and I think that seems to be more in line with Zuckerberg's actual philosophy of just like I just want to do this thing because I want to do it, and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, you know. And there's, I mean, there's a couple other facts. There, there were some. I understand like with the movie you have to make it so there's a good guy and a bad guy and there's someone you're rooting for and not rooting for and so but there's some stuff with uh Eduardo Saverin where you know he, if you look at read into it the reason he was actually forced out of the company was like a valid reason you know he wasn't good at the job he was supposed to be doing and he was using the site to then s- put advertisements on it for another startup that he was running and there's just some like fishy behavior on his part to make it He's actually it was actually justified a justified hiring so I mean not to like shill for Zuckerberg or anything because I don't think he's like this great human but I just think that um, kind of like what Rudy was saying if they had told the actual story of what actually happened it would have been just as fascinating and as interesting as this you know sort of 
dramatized fantasy version. Word. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my worst. (laughs) Moving on to cut a scene, add a scene. This is the segment where... <laughs> no, there's no one here to explain it to. We, no, there's no one new. We'll just roll with it. Cut a scene, add a scene. We were, we were having a discussion before we started recording. We're kind of perplexed at what to cut, so... Yeah. We're going off the dome for the cuts here, but I think we all have some ads. But, uh, Sean, we'll start with you. What are you cutting out? What I'm cutting out is... I feel like some of the scenes um, towards the latter half of the movie where they're in... California, and you kind of just mm. see um, uh, Sean Parker kind of being, you know, a little bit manipulative of um, Mark, like making him go to the VC that, you know, was suing uh, Sean Parker. Um, and then the other scene, you know, towards the end where they're at this party and um, Sean is like, you know, doing cocaine or something. I feel like some of those scenes with him kind of distract you're almost like the second half of the movie is a little bit focused on sean parker Mm. um so i think that can distract from what's going on between um mark and eduardo during that time because that's where their relationship gets really tense um so i i i understand the need for to show um sean parker as this maybe divisive figure but i think some of those scenes can be cut out to make room for um in that second half i think you know you get to watch this idea get um seeded and then grow and kind of flourish from state to state to um you know in the middle of the movie they start going overseas um in england and i think that one thing that the story is kind of missing and i think it'd be really cool to kind of watch is um kind of setting up the strategy and vision i want to see some team meetings i want to see some whiteboards i want to see mark actually Mm. come up with some ideas because i think we get bits and pieces of it um, here and there where he'll just talk to Eduardo or um, he's in the computer lab and thinks of the relationship status idea, but there's not really the more, whole team more, meeting. A little more biz dev content. Yeah, biz I want dev. some more biz dev content. I want some like decisions on why they came up with certain things because I feel like we all had a Facebook, got excited about it back in the day, and I think like when this movie came out, it would have been really interesting to see some of that, and I think it would be a great vehicle for um, good dialogue of kind of you know business gotcha. strategy like i said so love it yeah that's my so cutting out of scene cutting some of the later sean parker adding more whiteboards got it yes whiteboards whiteboards Rudy, what, what are you cutting and adding yeah so i had a hard time cutting things too i think back to my worst part the harvard exclusivity frat stuff the whole like the first party scene where they're like just going crazy and it's like over the top i thought it was just kind of unnecessary it was like you know it was, I don't know, it just was one long scene like we of get it. debauchery. Dude, I yeah. live that every weekend. Which is fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. But that I, I didn't think it added Don't much. Don't need to like, watch a movie about it. My life is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cutting that, and I'm adding, I think this is pretty obvious, but I'm adding, I want, I want that money montage. I want Zuckerberg Ooh. to cash that check, and I want to see some Rolls Royces, and I want to see some, some houses and some pools and some... You know, tigers or whatever he's doing to spend his money, and uh, yeah. you want like a music video at the end. Yeah, dude, those like to keep talking about billionaires, but like you know, they have uh, what's what's the name of the guy Justin Timberlake plays? Sean Sean Parker. Sean, Sean Parker. Parker just talked about him. You know, he he picks up the tab at a couple places, and he's like 
you know, the friendly face, but there's not a lot of like flash in that dough. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's always what I'm looking for. Does, Zuck- does Zuckerberg drive a Rolls Royce? Probably not. He probably drives is- like a, a Civic or something. <laughs> Zuckerberg follows the Yellowstone model of just buying tons of land. Really? Because he's, he's yeah, smart. Yeah, he owns a lot of property in That freaks Hawaii. me out, man. He must own, like, <laughs> millions of acres because he's, he's got $88 billion. Yeah. Is Zuckerberg yeah, he's, a he's fan suing. of Yellowstone? No, I was just saying, you know, the the premise of the show Yellowstone is you got to keep the land, the land so I know, valuable. but that's what I'm saying. Maybe Zuckerberg's just a huge Costner guy, and we just didn't know it. Maybe he is. Shout to Costner. Come on the pod. Probably what Zuckerberg did when he bought... Did you hear the story of him buying out like every single one of his neighbors so that he can not have neighbors? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would have been No, but cool I love that move. Scene. That's an incredible rich guy move. That would have been a cool end scene is him just taking a check to every single neighbor and just being like, what do I need to write here for you to leave? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so incredible. That's, that would have been great. That's what billionaires do, Rudy. I would do that if I had that kind of money. For it's sure. such an antisocial move, though. It's like, it's great. You just keep putting zeros at the end. Well, for my, my cut a scene, add a scene, I am... Sort of along the lines of what Sean said, but I'm cutting out. It sort of drags the last like third, I think, drags a little bit. So I'm cutting out a bunch of the scenes of um, the house in Palo Alto where they're like going off the chimney into the pool. Oh, dude, he's plugged in. Just partying at, yeah. And then that whole scene with like Eduardo burning the scarf or, or his girlfriend burning the scarf in the trash can like I, I don't need any of that scene like it's just kind of like extraneous i mm. feel like yeah so we're cutting that out and then i have i have since i cut two scenes i'm adding two scenes in and they're both small or fairly small one's maybe a little larger i'm i'm adding in i want what a scene at the beginning you know when they're talking about things and then they'll do like flash they'll talk about things in the courtroom and then flash it back I want no. them talking in the court. They talk in the courtroom briefly about how uh, Eduardo was predicting oil futures, and he made three hundred thousand dollars in a summer. Yeah, right. I want. I want a scene of Eduardo in his office, his home office or whatever, on the phones, on the computer, using the dial-up or whatever to make three hundred thousand dollars in yeah. the summer on oil. Looking futures. at a farmer's almanac. Looking at looking at a telescope. Yeah. Looking into a telescope, seeing exactly. the stars. Exactly. So, that's Sign a good idea for that. I also want I also want to add in uh, Zuckerberg's wife, Priscilla. Um, yeah, I think they left her out of the movie to make him less of a sympathetic character, and to make him less like humanized. But um, honestly, I, it's another one of those things that like from reality that I don't think would hurt to have in the actual movie. Um, I did some research. He actually met her when he was in Harvard. Um, and then they didn't start uh, become romantically involved until later on when he hired her to work at Facebook. But it, they said he met her in her, his his uh, junior year or sophomore year at, at Harvard. So like he actually knew her. Um, so maybe even just like a little hint of that, you know, something in there somewhere because that mm. that's like that's an important part of his life. I think yeah. they seem like he's been married to the same woman his entire life so far. So it's like I feel like that has some some value in that. She's not just a minor character, you know. So, so he he met her when he hired her at Facebook, huh? So he met her in college, and then they became romantically involved after he hired her at Facebook. I, I, I read that she was like a met she was a med student. Oh, really? So I wonder I wonder if she, but I, I wonder if he hired her as like a awkward dude, <laughs> like 
hey, you could work for me, and I'll pay you a bunch of money, and then, like... Is, like, paying money to go on a date with yeah, him. Yeah, weird. Wouldn't put him past him. <laughs> but that... See, again, like, not to keep making it about Zuckerberg, but, like, do we think he's, like, that... Do we make him even more weird in our minds because of this movie, or does he seem less weird in your mind because of the movie? Ooh, good question. That should be a, that should be a different segment, dog. <laughs> Deep <laughs> think after... I think at the time, there wasn't a lot known about him, so I think it was probably pretty chilling for people to see this guy who didn't do a lot of public interviews or anything, what his intentions or supposed intentions were. But I think nowadays, it's it actually makes him look more normal in the movie. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, okay. Whereas yeah, we so see maybe him... it's like a, become a flip. The, the effects of it have flipped yeah. over the years. That, I think a lot of people sense. have seen like the... the um, the congressional hearing which he was probably under immense amounts of stress and that's kind of like everyone's thought of oh this guy is this but um he's probably just a normal normal ish more normal ish guy Uh, (laughs) i don't think he's very normal (laughs) or is he a lizard human one of our lizard overlords yeah they're turning the frogs gotta take the dissenting opinion Dude, you can't be bringing Alex Jones into this. What are you crazy? <laughs> Trying to get him on the pod at some point. Alex Jones, what's your favorite movie? That's like Joe Rogan's third most watched video uh, video on YouTube. Is Alex Jones? I Returns. believe it. It's just electric content, man. It's electric content. Well, not to get too derailed. Let's move on to recast a role. Will you guys, uh, what, are we, what actors are we swapping out here? I like Justin Timberlake in this. <gasps> I don't love him in this. Ooh. Uh, I think he's not. He he's trying to do like almost uh, a shifty like business um, titan type character, and I mm-hmm. I think he can do it for a little bit. But I I found someone that I think it would be more perfect for. Yeah, him. Timberlake's too likable, right? Like you don't really want to. Yeah, hand. it's like it's hard to like see him as oh he's like conniving. He, yeah. You know, he goes back to like this sort of um, part of himself, of his true self, I think, where it's like, oh, well, no, that's just Justin Timberlake. <laughs> but I think James Franco Ooh. would do well as kind of like a a person that is likable and and kind of charismatic, but it also you can see through him. And I think you've you've seen him in other movies or even in his personal life where he can be a little bit manipulative. Um, Love it. So I'm making that switch. Yeah. Love it. I dig it. I dig it. The case for Timberlake is that if you look up the actual Sean Parker and then you look at Timberlake, they're like they look there's a good good similarities physically, I think, there. Facial structure. Yeah, Nothing against no, JT. I agree. I agree. The problem with like putting a star of that caliber in the movie is that it like can throw you out of the movie a little bit where you're like, Oh, it's Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happened a lot. Yeah, when he the first scene when he wakes up and it's like you're not thinking like and he's like sort of being coy about who he is, it's like, well he's being coy about who he is because he's Justin Timberlake, not because he's, you know, the founder of Napster. Right. Yeah, it's hard to disconnect him from his real self. I dig that. Dig that recast. Rudy, what do you got? Yeah, so mine's kind of a weird one. Um, we talked about the liberties taken in this movie, one of which being Erica Albright, uh, who is the girl that he that dumped him in the beginning because he's a weirdo. Uh, yeah. That's actually played by Rooney Mara. Did you guys know that? Yep. Super. Shouts to Rooney. Very popular Shouts actress. Shouts to the Mara. 
Um, the Maras. So I want to swap fan. the Roonies. Are they giant? The, the, I know the Maras own the Giants. Was it the same Maras? The Roonies own the, the Steelers, and the Maras own the Giants. I think it's actually yeah. Mara, isn't it Mara? Mara, Mara. is it Mara? Mara. Yeah, she's like the daughter of like a marriage between them or something. Like There is some she's, sort of connection there. She's the daughter of a Rooney, and um, her dad is a Mara. Weird. Interesting. Is anyway. So is, she's, yeah. she's a daughter of, of both uh, <laughs> dynasties. Well, I'm taking her out of this movie. <laughs> no. Uh, in her place. I'm putting Kate Mara. No. Kate Mara. I'm putting Natalie Portman. Okay. Ooh. Ask no. me why I'm putting Natalie Portman. Okay. Why are you putting Natalie Portman in this Natalie movie? Portman. Why are, you, why are you doing that? She's a good she'd be a good fit. But also, there's a scene where the Winklevosses are talking about everyone who was at Harvard with them. They were, oh, we had fifteen Nobel laureates <laughs> and twelve blah blah blah. Twelve, you know, uh so so and so prize winners and one actress. And they asked, who is that actress? And they don't say anything. They say Hollywood star. Hollywood star, correct. It is Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman was at Harvard with Mark Zuckerberg Uh. in 2003. So I think it would be a cool little nod to her. uh, And she plays herself as herself. She plays herself. And it's just like a fake, you know, apocryphal. She's the one that broke Zuckerberg's heart and turned him into a multi billionaire. So it actually like, it might be I too like, tongue in cheek for uh, for so. I like how I like how uh, insane and chaotic that is. Yeah, take that vibe. <laughs> well, it's she, extremely insane. They use Natalie Portman to help a, write the Harvard level. scenes because, like, Sorkin sat down with her and had meetings with her to like help talk about what Harvard was like at that time. Because I think Mark Zuckerberg, oh, really? didn't, Mark Zuckerberg was just in his computer the whole time, so he couldn't. He wasn't much of uh, source material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's almost ins- as That's insane funny. as me casting uh, Nick Cage as Mark Zuckerberg right now, but uh, here we go. No. Nick Cage. <laughs> no, just kidding. I wish. I wish. Think about it. <laughs> I wish. Think about it. <laughs> It'd be one of those things where he looks nothing like him, but he's just embodying. The- Think of Nick Cage trying to embody the spirit of Mark Zuckerberg. In college. He's too electric. He's too old. But it's Nick Cage and he's still like 45 years old in the movie. <laughs> wearing, wearing a hairpiece. It's so stupid. Yeah, he's wearing a hairpiece. <laughs> anyway, no, my real recast, I am recasting Zuck though. Jesse Eisenberg, he's good, but like appearance wise, not similar enough to Zuckerberg for me to get on board. So we're pulling him out and I'm putting in Topher Grace. Ooh, Topher. I can't imagine Rudy dialing doesn't know it back. who Topher Grace is. Oh, do you? Yeah, he's the guy from that '70s show. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine him dialing it back. First of all, what? He's also in Spider-Man Three. Who 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 named Christopher? Goes with Topher rather than Chris. I don't understand that move at all. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with the Topher. Second part. of all, I, you know he's just too like goofy and laid back. I don't think he plays like he wouldn't. You wouldn't take him seriously if he was playing a straight face character, but. All right. But that's what I think. That's what I think would give it more, more, uh, more oomph. It would take you out of it more and become less. Uh, I'm just. I just think there's too much. Like, with a lot of actors, they take you out of this, the movie. And I just think Jesse Eisenberg, while he's not necessarily like the most famous guy, he does have a very like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A very uh, recognizable face. 
where it's like you see that face like oh it's jesse eisenberg and it takes you out a little bit Topher grace i think has a little bit more of a bland face like a little bit more not bland but he just has like a little bit more of a everyman look to him and i think that's more similar to mark zuckerberg so i just think it would pull you out of the movie less and just get you more in the zone so shouts to Topher. the toves he probably needed that job yeah, he probably did. He's probably cooped up in a hotel, growing his hair out because he lost all his money on cards. <laughs> Is he actually in the card? Get the reference. Twenty-one. No. What's the reference? Ocean's Eleven. Actually, Ocean's Twelve. Oh. Brad right. Pitt goes back to the hotel, and Topher Grace yeah. is staying at his hotel. And I was like, just thinking, what movie was he in? I was literally looking it up right now. I was like, what what cameo did he do? I was about to say Molly's game. I couldn't remember what I think cameo he's in all the. I think he's in all the oceans in a cameo role. He's great. He's he's fantastic in those. All reds. Awesome. <laughs> That's is a he, tease for when we eventually into, do Ocean's Eleven. Is he into poker in real life? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe. Toby Maguire? Could Toby Maguire have played Mark Zuckerberg? Kind of, kind of think yes. Uh, kind of think possible. yes. It's possible. It's possible. Two Spider Mans in one movie. It's <laughs> that would be legendary. I dig it. I dig it. Sign me up. Double Spider Man. Toby Maguire is like a top ten chaotic actor too. Love that guy. Yeah, it would be good. <laughs> the chaotic good. Agents. Agents of Chaos in film. Toby Maguire and Nick Cage. <laughs> agents of Chaos. Who's oh, your boys. agent of chaos? About that time. Hit the greatest the greatest question of them all. The social network. Is it in your top twenty? Rudy. No. No, not top twenty. Sean? You were the one it's, vouching for this film. It's almost there. It's not in the top 20, though. Top 30? I think it's in the top 30. Mm, Top 30. It's not in my top 20, um, but on rewatch, I did did enjoy it. I agree agree with that. I like the movie a lot. Yeah. It's not not quite top 20, but it's a very enjoyable movie. It it was better on the rewatch. It's just yeah. the uh, the way it's shot and edited. I feel is very different than a lot of movies, like with the flashbacks. But also, it's sort of two stories happening simultaneously, which is not original to this movie, but I think it's executed perfectly. Yeah, I think I get something new from it every time I watch it, which is yeah, yeah. I got something new. Do you know that Bill Gates scene where he he's speaking at the uh, school? Yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, is that actually Bill Gates? And so I looked it up, and no, it's not Bill Gates. It's a guy named Steve Sires, who's a professional Bill Gates impersonator. This guy oh literally gosh. impersonates Bill Gates for a living. But his voice... Dream job. His voice wasn't yes. the voice of Steve Sires. His voice was dubbed by a 24-year-old African-American kid with dreadlocks, quote-unquote, who just happened to sound like Gates. Isn't that weird? <laughs> they used two different people. What a, what a fact. Two different people. Dude, How about those guys that were like... Dive, Rudy. How about those guys that were like, the best, the next Bill Gates could be in this room? <laughs> What's fun is th- this is the only movie that has my last name and my first name in it. What? Who's the Mackie? So, so Mackie is one of the programmers at the end when they're about to hit one million um, people on Facebook. And, he, and Sean keeps saying, refresh Mackie. Uh, 
Whoa. Whoa. Shout out to Look me. at that. And then Sean Parker's obviously named Sean Parker. Sweet. Now we just got to find a movie with an Elijah Smith in it. <laughs> I should I add I, that. To I think the, I noticed that on like the third uh, rewatch. I should I should add that to the IMDb trivia list. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the only movie with the name Sean and Mackie in it. <laughs> zero zero users found this helpful. No, noted host of Loose Concept. Get, get the get the um, trending trend started. For real. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Thanks, boys, for joining me tonight on this quest into our minds and our opinions on this movie. Thank you to all the listeners out there for listening. Make sure you go follow Loose Concept on Instagram at Loose Concept Pod. Send us an email with your thoughts or with some hate mail or some love mail. Um, send us your thoughts at looseconceptpod at gmail.com. There's too many ads too many ads that's a a long email and uh (laughs) yeah for real what are we doing next week oh yes i see i always do the ending we screwed up out of order next week the future film of the week baseball's back baseball's back baby and we are feeling the baseball vibes we are going to be breaking down the brad pitt vehicle rudy moneyball moneyball we may or may not have a special guest or two? Two? Well, we shall see. We Mega shall pod. see. That's call it a tease. Next week on Loose Concept. Be sure to tune in. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to always keep it loose. Loose. Keep it conceptual. I'm a little bit bummed, though, you know. I thought we were going to get some money for this. I don't believe a lady has to explain anything, young man. This ugly. What was that? I'll break the football C4, sir. What's your record for consecutive questions asked? In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Hope you get a lot of work, holidays included. Dance yourselves into beautiful nervous breakdowns.